Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Rob, mine he and him. And I'm Alistair, my pronouns are also he and him. No Jamie. Jamie's Jamie's um, busy with another podcast. He's got a note from is... his mum. So. Yeah. Yeah. How much we can trust a note from his mum, I don't know though. Yeah, he said. I mean, he said he was gonna go out for cigarettes, but we haven't seen him in a while, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jamie has fucked off to do a piece at home instead, uh, because Jamie, as always, is uh, an organisational god. Uh, so, um, <laughs> in his stead, uh, he is the notes that <laughs> the one time that Jamie did notes, he's not here to fucking deliver them. So he has sent the notes to James. I don't know what this episode is at all. I'm completely fucking blind. Very fucking anxious. Only here yeah. by the good grace of fucking medication. Uh, James, what are we doing? Well, yeah. you know, uh, Jamie might have been eaten by the dog, but I've got his homework. So, uh, yeah, no, let's let, let's go through it. Um, to to start us off, uh, I, I thought since you're here, Alistair, I'd, I kinda, I'd add a little thing to Jamie's notes, um, and I've got some good news. Since you missed our Andor recording, I thought I would share with you updates from Wikipedia. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for f- <laughs> that is right, yes. motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <I'm- laughs> Yeah, I've also got a note from my mum saying that I can't be on tonight's recording. Yeah, what's this doctor's He's allergic to Wookiee. Yeah. Yeah, the the fur makes you come out in hives. (laughs) Well, um, this isn't specific to Wikipedia. It's actually all of the uh, wikis which are hosted on the uh, rather interesting website which you may have come across called Fandom. Uh, Fandom basically went around as a company and bought up every single Wikipedia yes, for every and made piece them all dog content. shit because apparently the technology to make a wiki uh, is decades away. Yeah, oh, exactly. is it that shit house wiki that like if you I don't know if you're like me and you're bad at video games you get stuck on something you get like they all look yeah. exactly the same and they're all yep. as fucking shit. Yep, yep. all yellow and ninety percent ads. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, they got even worse, including Wikipedia, because they decided to implement um, some new technology. They decided that they were going to have AI involved in the wiki. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And didn't bother to consult any of the... Any of the wiki editors for any of the fandoms before they pulled the trigger are, are on all this? The, are no. all the wikis now vociferously anti-circumcision for some reason? It makes me wish I'd actually looked up the Silent Hill one to check that. Uh, no, it's worse than that. They first, this was first noticed with the Hollow Knight wiki, because that's a hard game and people like are on it all the time. Um, as it turns out, they've implemented a wiki feature called Quick Answers. Um, and the way mm-hmm. this works is on each page, it gives uh, uh, common questions and quick answers auto-generated by the, uh, you know, AI based on the page content or or mostly based on the page content. And um, unfortunately, not <laughs> yeah, there's also a little bit of X factor in there that could just be anything. Yep. Um, so what's uh, what's great about this is, uh, you know, the, they gave no ability to switch this off or to edit it to the editors. Oh boy. So all the editors who are Viziferous fan people, obviously, um, log on to their Wikipedia with their morning I love Star Wars like coffee mug, uh, only to discover that all their carefully curated No, no, it's not, it's not been... an I love Star Wars coffee mug. It's a Darth Vader fucking coffee mug, and it's the only yeah. thing they drink <laughs> out of. It's Absolutely. a Zeltron coffee mug, and they put something else in it. <laughs> 
But yeah, so they, they, they all log on to discover that their finely maintained, you know, lovingly crafted pages had been shat all over by AI. Um, and it was all of them, absolutely all of them. And I've got some highlights here. So uh, have you, if you've played the game Hades, uh, which is a wonderful little game where you play as Zagreus, Hades' son, attempting to escape the underworld, um, there's a lovely little bit summary. Common question, did Hades love Zagreus? The AI writes, Hades loves Zagreus like an older brother. Despite their differences, Plutus loves Zagreus like a younger brother, and Macaria adores her younger brother with all of her heart and will do anything for him when she can. Persephone also loves Zagreus and returns it tenfolds. Okay, so is this, has... is this like a is this like the the slash fic crossover? Because those that was like a jumble of words where I just like yeah. People who studied classics are fucking livid right now. <laughs> yeah, no. The thing is, it has I absolutely assume. nothing. Um, oh, here's a good one from Hollow Knight. Since you asked about, like, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, Rob, um, on the page for Hornet on Hollow Knight, a common question was, who is Hornet shipped with? The AI <laughs> decided that was a relevant question um, and said, Hornet is shipped with Yorktown, in brackets, her older sister. Enterprise, in brackets, her older sister. And with the Yorktown? Sorry, am I, have I lost my mind? Or is this one of these things where it's, it's, it's this like city twinning where like people like no, Rob. just go on a fucking jolly? No, no, Rob. It's not, no, it's they, worse. It's worse, like the AI is just pulling shit out of its arse from nowhere to try and fill stuff in. Um, it was a catastrophic failure uh, that just led to rampant misinformation. And how, how, the, Sorry, how do I ask this a question? You don't. It's just auto-generated. It's like oh. the, AI, the AI reads the page and then goes, what are common questions people would want to answer by reading this page? And then attempts to answer them itself. Yeah, I'd love to, go on, to, I'd love to go on to the fucking Tears of the Kingdom wiki to look at how you make bombs or whatever, and it's just like <laughs> giving you the <laughs> recipe and how to make uh, explosives. Yeah. Common question, how, um, to, how to make pipe bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's uh, it, it's pretty wonderful. Um, clearly, essentially, the the owners of fandom want to get rid of the pesky human editors who spend all their time and labor for free uploading information to help their fellow like gamers and nerds. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work. So, as of time of recording, this has now been taken back down, but not after causing catastrophic confusion and a total meltdown on Wikipedia, from what I hear. <laughs> BBC so, uh, headline: Catastrophic confusion on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah so that's uh I, I thought i would just like you know sneak that one in turning now to what jamie has left us however um sleeping on the topic of like nerd shit and video games uh microsoft have announced a revised bid to buy activision blizzard after the original proposal was knocked back by uk regulators Oh yeah, um, and so it's okay, it's okay now because the US said it's fine because they're they're gonna like release uh, what is it Modern Warfare from the cloud or to the cloud? Oh no, it's something to do with Sony. That's what I've got it. I've it got it. Jamie has very kindly left us the details. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, we talked to this before, and it was a huge blow to both Microsoft and the British government. Um, and Jamie's written here, who wants to be a world leader in the tech space, which obviously means letting tech firms do what they fucking please. Thank you, Jamie. Um, but yeah, so. Essentially, the plan has always been and remains to herd popular franchises into a big field marked Xbox and then erect a fence around it, um, which is interesting. You know, it surprised us all when the UK regulators decided to actually regulate this. Um, but since since America said, no, we're actually OK with this, this is fine. Um, Microsoft responded to these concerns with a concession. 
The exclusive rights to Activision games will be given to Ubisoft for the next 15 years. And oh, sorry, so like that's here. that's some fucking you know out of the fire into the frying pan bullshit. Give <laughs> oh it to no, no, fucking, sorry, sorry, Jamie's Jamie's. Give it to the clawing thing. vampires at Ubisoft who like for some reason will jam even oh, more it's, microtransactions it's okay. It's okay. into it. It's okay. It's okay, Rob. Jamie's actually made some annotations here. Uh, he says, "Wait, I skipped a few words. The exclusive rights to stream Activision games from the cloud <laughs> will be given to Ubisoft <laughs> for the next fifteen years." <laughs> <laughs> as we know cloud gaming is a perfect platform for competitive pvp sure like call of duty so nobody will be compelled to buy the xboxes yeah, and uh, remind me again how's stadia doing or whatever the fuck that thing was called robust well healthy living a time of its life from what i understand definitely not six feet under <laughs> stadia stadia service is no longer available thanks for playing <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so yeah, man. there you go. It turns out you can get around anything if you just get a bigger boy to come along and, and tell the bully to go wow. away. That's fucking incredible, though. Like they had Modern Warfare, which was already shit, um, off to Ubisoft, and then like they give uh, uh, all the Blizzard games to, to fucking Microsoft. This is gonna be so good, and all the Blizzard games are so good already. This this is gonna be really amazing. Ah, oh, just like you know, parking the car for a second. That fucking I... racist pig monster of a Bobby Kotick's gonna get a payday out of this, isn't he? He is. He absolutely is. So I have, um, I've got two things going on. Number one is I've got a friend who is involved with um, the parent company for Bethesda, um, Zenimax, and it's kind of interesting because they were bought out by like Microsoft back in the day, and so it's interesting to hear about like behind the scenes changes. And essentially, Microsoft doesn't really care so much about, like, all they care about is are the products getting shipped, basically. And beyond that, they're prepared to, like, you know, give them a free hand. Are you which is... trying to tell me that Microsoft mm -hmm. just wants to make money? Yeah, as it turns out. So Whoa. this this move by Kotick, etc., is, like, not the worst in the world. They'll basically get to keep things going, but all the executives will get a really fat paycheck for it. So, you know, what's the downside? Um the the kind of second component to this is i've been i've not been playing but i've been paying attention to diablo 4 and it just looks like a clusterfuck already and not not diablo immortals the like shitty mobile game but the actual diablo 4 it looks like it's loot box and monetized to hell which one only imagines is just gonna get worse under the new microsoft kind of ownership so is that the great is that the one where like you, you only had to misclick and then you'd made some actual real money yes. purchase with yes, one click it is fucking you they intentionally, it's, it's very obvious, they set this thing up so that you could basically buy season passes, but we didn't call it that. And they set it up so that when making your progress on, like, you know, in-game, like, you know, treadmill that you have to do, periodically you need to check back to this page to review what it is you got to do next. And they made it that every time you access that page, the button to buy, like, the season pass is the default selection, and it's one-click purchase, no confirmation or anything. Incredible. So that... Yeah, uh, it's happened on multiple streamers live, uh, causing several of them to just quit and go fuck this. Um, all of them. Well, the interesting thing is, one of you know, many of them were saying like we would have bought the streaming pass, but we were waiting to buy it for a particular time of the month so we get the most benefit out of it. Yeah, and the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. we've been conned into buying it early means that essentially we've spent money we're not going to get the benefit from and fuck them essentially. And a whole bunch of devs on, on Twitter were basically going, yeah, this is very obviously intentional. There's no a short, way. sharp lesson why they should all be playing fucking Path of Exile instead. It kind of is, <laughs> honestly. 
So, uh, so yeah, no, that's fine. Don't worry. Like Microsoft and Ubisoft have got our backs, right? It got soft in the name. I'm sure they're very gentle and woolly and friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of gentle and woolly and friendly, how about radiation for the next topic? Um, so the decommissioning of the Fukushima nuclear reactor is going to take a big step forward this Thursday um, as they begin dumping contaminated water back into the Pacific Ocean. Well, I mean, it's already very warm in there, so don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, uh, radiation is just heat. What, what are you on about? Um, no, so Jamie's written in the margins here, I'm not a scientist, but the International Atomic Energy Agency apparently has at least one on staff, and they say this is all fine. <laughs> the water has been filtered thoroughly, and although some radioactivity remains, it is much lower level than found in wastewater that nuclear plants dump as part of regular operation. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, yeah. This, combined with the fact that the Pacific is quite large, means that it'll all be so diluted by the time any of it is consumed that the only risk is to homeopathy enthusiasts. Thank you, Jamie. So, yeah. <laughs> He's also written in red here, please don't dwell too long on the fact that decommissioning a nuclear reactor that was flooded and destroyed by a tsunami is less of a hazard to public safety than when the British try to process everyday sewage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all fine like you know we're just going to glow a little bit more if we decide to visit the pacific what's the problem i see no issues i don't know um, i think irradiating I mean, some weebs is probably a good idea yeah at least like, across the pacific to do that though i mean I, i'm wondering if it'll combine with the like pacific garbage patch and just like create radioactive plastic garbage in the specific in the specific in the pacific in the specific too i guess like that'd be pretty cool just like fuck a planet up worse. What 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 more can we do really at this point? Bagzilla. Um, <laughs> just a big plastic Godzilla. Like mm. one of the toys just comes roaring out of the ocean, glowing vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up it's just Shin Godzilla. <laughs> um on the subject though of just like, you know, Britain and its shitness, um, I do actually have some pretty uh, really dire update. Um <sighs> There's no, there's nothing else to say. The woke have gone too far this time. Uh, Queen's 1978 classic "Fat Bottomed Girls" has been banned to avoid offending snowflakes. No, it oh has. boy, it's I can't wait to crazy. see what the details gonna, of this fucking story are. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put my marker down and say, no, it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, hang on, I'm just skimming here. Oh, well, okay, not banned, but it has been removed from their greatest hits album, says Jamie. Yeah. No, I mean, hang on, hang on. Sorry, says uh, no, not that greatest hits album, but a new one aimed at a younger listener. Uh, oh, I but yeah, see. no, there you go. Oh, who gives a fuck? Oh, who cares? Like, I mean, look, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's Queen. It's uh, you like it. It's fine by me. You know, straight up. Who fucking cares? Fun. Yeah, you, you talk too long there. Just who cares? It, who it, gives it a fuck? It wasn't a good song in the first place. Well, no. I mean, I'm with Jamie on this one. The point stands. It was censored because the generation are so soft. You can't even talk about women having big arses because they get offended. Um, I mean, okay, actually, hang on, reading this. Oh, maybe a clarification here. Uh, actually, it was excluded from a new Queen compilation, a compilation, good Lord, aimed at kids because there's a verse in it about being molested as a child. Oh, okay. Hmm. hmm. Fucking walks, man. Um, to round us off, though, um, you know, we've got Nugget Delta in case of emergency here, so I'm going to crash this open. Uh, Rejoice. Then you definitely are. Yeah. Deeply unpopular Twitter replacement app Freds is getting a website version. Wow. Oh, that's good. That'll fix it. 
<laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, that was that was definitely the problem, and not the fact that uh, logging onto Threads is like, in like that guy that invited every uh, intellectual property in the video game area to a birthday party, except it's fucking brands. Yeah, I don't I can't... understand. I thought you liked Chuck E. Cheese for your birthday, Alistair. And oh, boy, uh, my Optimus Prime's there. Wendy is my friend. Ronald McDonald is my, like, housemate. Yay, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> oh, Game Master Anthony, you were just ahead of your time. Um, yeah, no, uh, apparently... <laughs> just Grimace constantly stealing your yogurt, yogurt in the morning. It's, just, it's a fucking nightmare, is what me, it is. Me and my friends would have killed Grimace with hammers, I can tell you that much. <laughs> just don't ask how we make the grimace shake um right users will be able to write posts like posts and look at posts but wow the wow the future is now <laughs> the they finally, is... finally invented the technology to leave a comment on the internet That's hang on true. hang on but let me the... put on my ridiculous apple four thousand pound ski goggles to see this fantastic invention properly in 3d no, Rob, desktop desktop <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I want to... Okay, but can I rotate it like a PDF or... <laughs> well, uh, maybe, but unfortunately the technology to send a DM or edit your profile is still going to be decades away. So, uh, yeah, great. Um, it also won't have a search function either, but that's apparently just because the web app doesn't either. It's because it can't <laughs> handle the amount of fucking collected data. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what's the what is the remind me again? Apart from it's just Zuckerberg flailing around desperately trying to be relevant. What is the point of like threads or you know like I know the point Although, of Facebook is for is where racists so can, can hang out together. It's, but. So that, it's so that algorithmically you can see Ellen DeGeneres have a frank and funny conversation with Exxon Mobil. Like that's the mm. only reason <laughs> for Oh, yeah, it's... yeah. Ending end, end every single fucking tweet you ever do with uh, sponsored by, sponsored by the uh, British Petroleum <laughs> Corporation. Yeah, absolutely. It's so that the Burger King can team up with I don't know fucking name your celebrity here, Billy Eilish, and tell you all about the wonderful good work being done by doing, doing Billy Eilish and child dirty there, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, okay, maybe. I, I've, I've this, never seen any of the... Billy Eilish's posts, and that's only a point in her favour. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Hillary Clinton is telling us a lot about what can be done for world health on this platform, along with Bill Gates. So, you see great. what I fucking mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently Mark and Jamie's written Mark Karate Zuckerberg. All right, uh, is still optimistic about the platform though, and who wouldn't be when his opponent is Elon Musk, um, and has already fled from in the gladiatorial arena. So, uh, yeah, but, the, yeah. but, but it, like, I mean, isn't that is it like the you know the real end boss basically like just TikTok, TikTok or do am I not seeing this correctly? No, it is, it is. Um, who who would have thought that a Chinese platform, you know, it could well it's not even properly Chinese, but go figure, uh, would end up being better than anything put out by our today's capitalists. But it's okay because like you know, um, Musk actually has a plan to tackle this, which is to remove the block function from X slash Twitter. Um, We're not so calling yeah. it X. Stop saying X slash Twitter. Just call it fucking Twitter. Do not give them the fucking. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are on not this podcast, I don't we care what Jamie's put in the notes. We, <laughs> do, <laughs> we do Shut. not give it the respect it fucking wants. Jamie, Jamie didn't even write Twitter. He just wrote X. So I'm uh, just, Jamie, know. Jamie copy pasted that. <laughs> Possibly. I personally thought these were all bespoke handcrafted notes, you know. But uh, I mean, hey. So you were on Maybe. board with the idea of the Jamie replacement then? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so we've got this AI, right? And we've been training it for some time. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's to, what, it's what to... Jamie would have wanted after he, after he dies. It's, to be, it's, it's for his likeness to be represented by an AI. Oh, fucking hell. That's your lot. Oh, there you sick. go. Thank you, Jamie. Yep. Yeah, I feel really I good about fun. this. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that has put the fucking feet up me because we're 25 minutes into recording and we've done the nuggets. Uh, so... Oof. If it's a short one, it's a fucking short one. Who cares? I yeah, mean, I, 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 I thought it seemed a bit thin and tried to pad it with something, but there's... You know, oh, yeah, 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 well, I mean, whatever. That's I mean, fine. I would just like to re- remind everybody that it is still, like, 30 degrees here, even though the sun has set a while ago, so, you know. Oh, well, so long as you're happy. <laughs> I'm not happy, that's my point. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> now Rob's getting it. Rob is too warm for sarcasm. It's like... <laughs> Okay, um, edit all this out, Jamie. Um, no, leave, leave the bit in where I say, just make it sure, who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, do as you will. Um, oh, don't say that to Jamie, God. I have... Once again, from the Telegraph. Please do not switch off the podcast. It's is not. It, I mean, is it less mad? insane? Yes, it is. It is less insane in some ways. It is slightly more insane in others. Uh, but I feel like I feel like this a, is like the beginning stages of a Stockholm syndrome that you only get from reading like the fucking worst dross that the the media class in this country put out. It's not as terrible as. The worst things you've ever read, but it's still pretty bad. I mean, that's listen. They had they had to at the Nuremberg trials. They had to provide some sort of framework of punishment and a hierarchy of it based on the the sheer evils that had been committed. And unfortunately, I'm in that same position when it comes to reading the Telegraph. So, this article, this article, which they have not put a name against, so. Mark yeah, confidence there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's either a straight up the Telegraph endorses this, but none of our writers specifically will. Um, you know, all they've just fucked up on the website. Who can say? But stealing is wrong, but in left-wing cities, it's not a crime. No, stealing is cool, and it shouldn't be a crime. Private property is the crime. Mm. I love these these cities that we turned into autonomous like anarchist territories where like you know there's no law and you can do as you please and private property has been abolished. Yeah, can't wait to move to one. Yeah, uh, there is a, a subheading of without a law and order crackdown, the West will slouch towards authoritarianism. <laughs> <laughs> wait, if, sorry, we, if, we if we don't act more authoritarianly, then uh, we're gonna slouch towards authoritarianism. Yeah. Yes. Is it the authoritarianism of of the of the the woke left, or is it some other authoritarianism that I need to be worried about today? Well, let's find out, Rob. Is this is this? I need to stick this knife in your chest so the serial killer doesn't stick a knife in your chest. The article. Um. Yeah, it's it's a part of it, I suppose. Oh. Um. 
If Marie Antoinette witnessed the decriminalised looting of oh stores that now regularly takes place in New York, Los Angeles and San Francisco, and which has recently been imitated in one of London's main shopping zones, the very unpleasant Oxford Street, she would no <laughs> doubt exclaim, <laughs> she would no doubt exclaim, let them eat iPhones. I mean, to be honest, Oxford Street is an extremely fucking bleak place to go at the best of times, so stealing from shops on that pl in that place is only, in my eyes, a good thing. Yeah, I'm going to make a just hazard a guess here. Oh no, not the m and store! <laughs> the reason that you think it's unpleasant is definitely not the reason this telegraph writer thinks it's unpleasant. When I go um, to the M&M store, I always order mum's spaghetti, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I may only think that it's a blight on the, the face of this country because it's a, a horrid monument, like the worst excesses of consumerism and capitalism. But this guy thinks it's bad because occasionally hmm. he sees a poor person. Because, uh, yeah, insert slurs here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Europeans—that's not the slur—who slavishly <laughs> imitate America and everything except what is good or best in the country have begun to take up looting like their American peers as a kind of unalienable right. Good. Sorry, hang on. Did he just... Well, this is subtle. Did he just otherize and alienate like a whole bunch of people in the UK by declaring them Europeans? Uh, why not? I just I, I want These... to learn, learn more about the customs of my of my tribe and and you know our, our attitudes to what is available in shop. Yeah, you've got to remember that it's about soil, James, and this is still European soil, just uh, continentally. All right, so, so we have the soil. All we need is the blood, and then we're really going yeah. places. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the blood. I'm sure. These are no starving mobs. They are, quote, disaffected youths who have been instilled with the idea that they have been denied what they are entitled to, and that therefore, theft is restitution. Impunity is the power of the powerless. Photographs show littles in attitudes not merely of pleasure, but of triumph, and theft is their revenge for what they think is injustice. You create a society where it's like, you know, to quote the devil's advocate, you sharpen, you know, the human appetite to the point where it can split atoms. And then you say to everybody, this is good. And this level of like little, this little selfish ball of, of selfishness is what you should aspire to be and become for the rest of your life. And then you look around and go, oh, when they, when people actually start <laughs> stealing shit, like, come on. <laughs> well, it's also like. Crime turns people into Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, you know, in, in their defense of it, it's not just that they live in a society that's completely alien to them from anything approximating community or, like, you know, belonging and, you know, devoid of them of meaning. Um, but it's also, you know, like you said, Rob, it's it sharpened this and said, look, okay, you don't get community, you don't get belonging, you don't get support, etc., but you do get stuff. Yeah, you get and treats. You get the treats. Yeah. And yeah. then it said, oh, by the way, fuck you, you're not getting any treats. Like, what do they expect to happen? Like, you know... It's, and not only do they say, I mean, it's even worse now, it's not just a fuck you, you're not getting any treats, but it's, it's fuck you, you're not getting any treats, live in misery, and Look, 15 years from now James, you're all dead. I can't believe you're besmirching honest entrepreneurial businesses, like mum and dad businesses like North Face, uh, that fucking M&M store, <laughs> you know, cultural uh, national institutions. Icons, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny. There's been repeated things that have shown that when there's riots in cities, uh, the like the corner stores which are well known and integrated into a community tend to get left alone. It's not universal, obviously, but you know, because a riot is a riot is a riot, and things get out of hand. But like a lot of the time, it is. It's like the impersonal, you know, big box stores that get raided, and you know, if anything, the smaller stores are kind of collateral. Because it's almost like the people doing the raid didn't have like a sense of inherent justice that it's this is appealing to. Um, I'm, I'm guessing though that this Telegraph article just doesn't acknowledge that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. There's no justice in this. It's it's just because in the corner store you can't get the uh, like the center fold out of of the lady Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they they've looted the Primark on Oxford Street. Where am I going to get all of my tatty fucking Harry Potter shit now? <laughs> coming Edinburgh. into a house and seeing like you know mad max style a big live lav love sign has just been kind of plastered and, and hoisted above the door as a trophy it's like yeah okay great awesome <laughs> me doing driving the doof wagon into the front of the m&m store yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that we have an intelligentsia on both sides of the atlantic that believes oh, something off. similar <laughs> no, or at least no. pretends to do so for the sake of appearing generous and broad-minded. No, they don't. Fucking no, virtue so signaling. I'm sorry. Even the most like okay, let's let's pick America. Even the most mainstream, right? And keyword there, mainstream left-wing figure, which is probably, probably like um, God, AOC or Noam Chomsky or you know one of them, right? Even they would be saying how this is bad and, like, you know, talking it down and, you know, saying it's unacceptable, etc., etc. Like, you don't get anything approximating the public discourse saying this is cool and good, actually. It's left to weirdos like us with podcasts. Oh, I'm yeah. sure the DSA are all over it, James. <laughs> <laughs> Poor lambs. <laughs> the DSA sending a letter of solidarity to the M&M store. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor lambs, they think. The lives of the littles are so deprived that they have no choice but to steal such basic necessities as Nike sneakers and flat-screen televisions when they get oh. the chance. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Have you tried buying a CRT TV these days, honestly? Like, they're fucking I, I expensive as hell because, like, weeds want to turn them into their fucking uh, games arcades. You know. Yeah, I, I literally know someone who is involved in running, like, a, a smash... I think it's... um. Brawl or whatever, you, whatever the second one, melee, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Like you know, they need CRTs. They need CRTs to basically do that, unless they emulate. And getting a hold of them is fucking impossible, you know. And when they go, good luck getting them repaired. It's an obsolete technology. Everything's flat screen now. Like, <sighs> this guy isn't just like ten years out of date. This guy is like twenty years out of date at this point. Yep. <clears throat> They may not be well-educated, the Lutels, but they are educated and intelligent oh. enough for some of them to use the social media. The social media. The, yeah. The, the social... <laughs> <laughs> they are intelligent to enough to send smoke signals, yes. <laughs> to organise raids on such a scale that it is difficult to stop them. That to is... organize raids? What? I'm sorry. Are youths getting into longboats? Are you know? Do I have to like you... man the fort as Lindisfarne again? So <laughs> did you not get the? Did you not get the telegram, Rob? Planning to raid H and M High Street? Stop. 
uh, is this a good idea? Stop. No, stop. Doing it I mean, anyway. they're a pain the in the ass. Like, you, you tried to raid the Nike store. You got to get, like, 40 people together. You got to make sure you have enough healers. And then, like, you need to guy, get a guy in, like, a, an armored puffy so he can be the tank. It's, it's a nightmare, I'm telling you. Like, you know, you should commend these people for their organizational skills. Rob, you'll be even more mad when I finish that sentence. Oh, no. That is, even if there were any will to do so. Sorry, Britain, could you re could you rerun that sentence? It is, sure. it is difficult to stop raids of that scale. That is, even if there were any will to do so. Oh, oh a will to Britain, stop the raid. I thought there was no will to do the actual raid. I'm like, then what, what the fuck are you worried about? Didn't didn't we last week do an article about how the police stopped a raid by, in, uh, by like, I think, I think it, it was I think it was a nugget. Um, in Britain, the police have been long so emasculated and demoralised that they have been <laughs> rightly called paramilitary social workers. Do you know what? That was... <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my old man's approval with an intervention guide. <laughs> like, arguably, yes, they have rightly been called that, but the problem is that they are paramilitaries being fucking, like, given jobs of social workers when we should just have social workers doing those fucking jobs. What's the deal, what's the deal with this... Uh... What's the deal with this big red hand outside New Scotland Yard? I wonder what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk social workers, like, yelling in the middle of... Coming outdoors in the middle of the night and singing, come out, you black and tans, at the nearest police station. Yeah, all right, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, my God. This is fantastic. Just importing the troubles wholesale, but one side is the fucking police... Um, who are social workers, <laughs> and the other side is, what, a bunch of rowdy youths who want their iPhones? Like, yes, okay, great, sure. They have come to see their role as the protection of people's feelings, or at least what? the feelings people claim to have, brackets, by no means the same thing. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> this, is, this person is living, like, forget living on the moon, they're out there on Neptune. Just like absolutely removed from anything approximating reality, uh, like yeah, just blows. How can you possibly like? Okay, let, let's unpack this a second. So saying like the police are emasculated, just fairly standard right wing talking point. The yep. police are the police are less manlike because they're not allowed to have their like bat and a death five thousand or whatever. Sure, okay, but then you know they're pal they're paramilitary social workers, um, who. It's just, I, I, I can't even begin to kind of piece this together. Whose task is to manage how people are feeling, or at least how people are saying they're feeling. So because what? Because the they're lying. Are, yeah. The, the police <laughs> yeah, are there just, to like yeah. manage some social like fiction about people's feelings. Like what? Well, what? They are doing. They are doing that rather than the protection of their lives or their property. What? I... Why? Why Why are they... What? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> At the same time, the increasingly Sitting here with my balaclava like... unloading my feelings into an armor light. Yeah, it's... At, at the same time, they increasingly look like enforcers at a fascist party rally of whom only the law-abiding are afraid. The police. We're talking about the police here. The, they're talking about the police. 
right, the police are fascists coming after ordinary people. This is so bizarre. This is yeah. like this is like someone held up a bunch of like left wing commentary on you know the nature of the police as a you know in social reproduction and like put it against a funhouse mirror. And this is the result we've got. I'm just really confused by all of this. Yeah. What's Chris today here? Uh, unless, Chris Dick's head the... looks, like, looks like such a distortion like that. Mm. Unless, unless, like, the they has changed here and, you know, the protection of their lives or their property and that's the they there and they're talking about the youths because they were wearing balaclavas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm confused. I, I genuinely don't fucking understand. Much crime has been de facto decriminalised thanks to a seeming unwillingness to detain and prosecute perpetrators signed off by liberal district attorneys. So we're back in the US. District attorney. <laughs> yeah, we're back in the US. Now, now are we really, I really want that law and order sting, like the, the doink doink from... <laughs> <laughs> and the district attorneys who don't prosecute them. <laughs> law and order or a bike's coming up behind you? You decide. <laughs> I, just, I, I just this idea in like, Sadiq Khan's London it could be either <laughs> <laughs> oh don't get him started on e-bikes um, like so there, there, there's this whole thing where it's like I, I guess that in his diseased mind right okay so first of all he's a colonist so all of this is just horse shit meant to justify but to the diseased mind of the audience he's targeting the police are underfunded and not able to deal with routine property crimes nor are they interested in doing it um and nor do they care about any people they, you know, presumably are said to. Like, they don't actually give a shit if Mavis has been robbed or whatever. She's not rich. They don't care. Um, so this translates to, oh, it's been decriminalised and it's all the wokes have made it happen. Rather than actually, you know, the Conservatives have spent literal decades defunding the police and gutting their ability to actually do basic enforcement. On top of the fact that police have never really cared that much about property crimes against people who don't matter. And sorry, under neoliberalism, you increasingly don't matter. Like, none of this, it's all just the wokes have have done it. The wokes are why the bobby on the beat suddenly, you know, will will charge me with a hate crime when I start going off on one in the local Tesco. Um, The bobbies on the beat, you know, they have been, like, captured and institutionally gutted so that now they're here to police people's feelings is a new kind of fascism isn't it like just absolutely but like they're not. like they're right in one thing about your is feelings that... but my god the police do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're right like this whoever this is like they're right about like one thing which is like the uk is the only like sort of fast drifting weirdo economy that is also at the same time willing to like take the hammer to its police forces like no other country is doing that so like in the sense yeah. of like yeah there are no corps to look after you know the the burglaries and stuff because we've talked about this previously on the podcast but it's like it's not as if you know like ah. if we gave the cops more cops then then they wouldn't do that it's just like well i don't know th- well, that's kind of a much bigger fucking problem yeah but this is why it's the liberal district attorneys here but also the how they've done this is bail conditions were massively reduced and dropped altogether in some cases allowing antisocial criminals to re-enter society within 24 hours of arrest. In yeah, such but circumstances, what's the crime? But, like, what's the crime? Is it, like, I mean... That's, that's for know, the police to worry about, not if, you. Did, did, did they steal one M&M? Was that the no, problem? No, it was a succulent Chinese meal. 
<laughs> in such circumstances, it's unsurprising that many businesses have felt compelled to flee the leftist-controlled strongholds like San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not the fact that no one in those cities has any fucking money because of the like insane levels of gentrification. It's definitely not mad shit like that. Just going to Google San Francisco union density. Yeah, also Google San Francisco um, effective tax rate of corporations. <laughs> just, to, realize... just to, sorry, just to follow up, twelve point six percent of workers in San Francisco are unionized. Yeah, go figure. Oh. I bet you it's all it's also, and stuff like yeah. that too. Fifty-seven percent government, forty-three like... percent private. Yeah. So far as I understood it as well, it's like one of the problems with San Francisco in particular is like it's now so expensive that even like the, the mm -hmm. average tech person can't even fucking afford it anymore. They're not fleeing, you know, rampant crimes and knives. They're fleeing, you know, the fact that even they can't fucking afford to live there anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking turbo Edinburgh. Everywhere's a fucking Airbnb that charges you a month's rent for a night's stay. It's also like, you know, and one of the other problems with San Francisco and, and others on the you know, West Coast generally, um, which is like, it's a national problem, but it's not going to be dealt with by the United States. Like, we keep going on about the homeless issue. So there's the whole Reagan emptied all the psychiatric, um, you know, wards, etc. Yeah, care in the community. It's what Keir Starwa keeps talking about when he talks about mental health. But also, like, homelessness is such an endemic problem in the USA that the homeless all move to the West Coast because they're not going to freeze to death in the winter there. And so it means it's higher concentrations. You're starting mm -hmm. to see it increasingly in other cities as well, though, simply because of global warming. So on the plus side, global warming will average out the human suffering across the whole US. Mm. Um, but none of this, none of this is uniquely like, yes, there are problems with the way San Francisco is and like, you know, um, Los Angeles and the rest of them are governed. But most of that has nothing to do with, you know, actual left wing people whatsoever. It's it, it, like, I... I I understand this man is talking bollocks because it helps spin a narrative, but at the same time, I just it really upsets me how fucking severed from reality all of this is. Like, not even tangentially in contact. Like, this most basic research I mean, like, makes all of us crumble. Every Telegraph article we read is like just a fucking Amanita Muscaria trip, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like my eyes are dilated, the shadow man is watching over as I just <laughs> scrawl shit on the wall to make it submit my next article with. Channeling the higher truth of the king in yellow to tell you the youths all need to be locked up. Like <laughs> it's fucking it's 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 crazy because like all of this totally and utterly depends on zero media literacy. None. Which I suppose is no surprise then that every chance they get they go on about media studies classes, etc. Because it doesn't mm -hmm. work if your population knows like, huh, this seems a bit wild. Maybe I should do yeah. a quick Google search. <laughs> Getting Slender Man to run the next 24 hour courts is uh, going to be part of Keir Starmer's labour pro project. Uh, it's, it's good to see a goon getting work. <laughs> but the virtual legalisation of looting on the two coasts of America goes beyond anything as yet done in Europe. Even until quite recently. So why are you idea... writing this in this stupid paper, Dad, if it's not a fucking problem in Europe yet? I mean, it should be a problem in Europe because it's cool, but, you know. Maybe he's Rob, trying, maybe he's going to say... Yeah, maybe he's going to say we have to send our troops over to fight it there before it's a problem here. Maybe that's where this is good. Maybe he's proposing <laughs> the invasion of America. I don't fucking know. That sounds about as sane as the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> the most localised surge of all time is like when 50 squaddies crammed themselves into the M&M store. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. You've you've got to have um you know you've got to have peace and control at the M and M store abroad before you can have peace and control at the M and M store at home. <laughs> A clear build and hold strategy in the aisles. <laughs> Even well, until I, I quite just recently, I've just realised we've been besmirching the good name of the M M&M and M store because it's uh, I've, I've just remembered it's in Leicester Square, not Oxford Street. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it is safe from rolling hordes for now. As far as this podcast is concerned, if it's in London, that means it's all in the same place. <laughs> yes. I mean, how big can even, one place be? <laughs> Ten even square until, miles? Even until quite recently, the idea that the law should disarm itself in the face of mass criminality would have seemed the stuff of a dystopian novel rather than reality. This was written Wait, by what? a lawyer. The law, the law disarming itself, yeah, because like in America, where the law is armed, you say that that the problem is even bigger. So what, what, like again, I ask, what's what is it going to do? Like giving giving the cops armor lights. What 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 is that going to do for them? Look, we're it's not we're not like, going to rest until every looter in the M M&M and M store has been gunned down. Also, I, small small caveat here: pretty much every dystopian novel is about the state getting more aggressive and criminalizing more stuff, like. Fucking what does Yeah, but remember, is- if you don't do a short, sharp cro- uh, crackdown into authoritarianism, you're just going to have a slow decline in authoritarianism. So why not <laughs> me get it over with? Yeah. Me standing in the rubble of the American candy store on Oxford Street with a bullhorn saying, and pretty soon the looters will hear from us. Yeah! <laughs> see, see, the way I think it would work is, like, much like if you decriminalised all drugs, the use overall would decrease. If you decriminalised loot in the M&M store. Hmm. Much to think about. Yeah. Mm. What I'm more concerned about is the, you know, we keep talking about the M&M store, but at no point have we suggested that they should go to the big Tesco and deal with the riots in the cereal aisle. Mm. Yes, exactly. The real problem this is facing this society. <laughs> it is the reductio ad absurdum of the theory that the purpose of the criminal law the criminal law, is not the to cr- suppress the manifestations of criminality, but to sympathise with its supposed causes. Take Mariana is- Mazzucato, economics professor at University College London, who appeared to believe the TikTok organised disorder on Oxford Street might be connected to a lack of public swimming pools and community centres. It fucking is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> also, I really like the idea of the criminal comma law, as if there's a guy running a court law running around, like just hoovering the evidence. <laughs> yeah, I don't every understand. Time somebody tries what? to arrest him, he says, "I am the law," and he just walks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect camouflage, mate. That's why I chose the name. It's great. <laughs> Love it. Yes. There's the only one man who that... can free him: crime cop. <laughs> <laughs> To catch the law gone rogue, you must criminalise the police. Like, yeah, this is a right-wing <laughs> drama waiting to happen. Just Judge Dredd on his big motorcycle with, like, a trail of M&Ms rolling around behind it as he skims away from the scene. <laughs> the disorder that has resulted would surprise or fail to alarm only intellectuals of a certain stamp. They are accustomed to looking at everything through the distorting lens of some semi-academic theory... 
that makes them feel good the, about the, themselves. The distorting lens of looking at why things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this, by, by any chance, the distorting lens of cultural Marxism that I've heard so much about? Almost certainly. Yeah. Either, um, either that or it's the distorting lens of evidence and you so know, detailed policy review and like looking at the world as it actually is rather than as we politically require it to be. So that when they see young people joyfully taking what is not theirs, hardly a new phenomenon in human history, they do not see criminality, much less wickedness, but the supposedly natural consequences of an society. <laughs> an society. Is this a fucking 4chan that's written this? I would fuck those. Guess, in guess which, edited by The Guardian. Like. Yeah. In which the things of this world are unevenly and therefore unjustly distributed. Yes. To suppress those natural consequences would be to heap injustice upon injustice, at least until the consequences of official inactivity come to their area. Even those most sympathetic to criminality tend to become less so when it approaches them personally. Oh, oh no, my M&M store. <laughs> I'm about to open one on Oxford Street, and uh, this is striking fear in my heart. <laughs> this is just the, oh, but what would you do if you needed the police? And it's like, well, I wouldn't fucking get the police in the first place anyway, so why why entertain the thought that I might need the police? I look forward to them turning up a week from now to give me a crime number. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, as, yeah. Soon as, you, as soon as you actually, like, take that to its logical conclusion of, oh, people are who are supportive of criminality what are they going to do when it lands on their doorstep? And it's like, okay, they do call the cops, and then what? Yeah. <laughs> the police have one actual function that they can still semi-reliably carry out, and it is act as one of the first stages of claiming on your phone insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. The potential demonstration effect of impunity is obvious, and the old advertising slogan, why pay more, becomes why pay anything. And everyone sees in these events, the looters and the law-abiding alike, a society's loss of faith in its right to demand anything of its members. Yes, labour is entitled to all it creates. That's what we've been saying. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a fucking germ of some truth in here, which is that the social contract is completely breaking down because government just... You know, government doesn't actually do anything for anyone increasingly. Like, you know... It, we've spent years getting yeah. across this idea that government can't do anything good, and when Corbyn came along and bucked that, you know, like the the class which had been working on it had a collective panic because they're like, oh my god, we can't let them realise they can expect things which are good of their yeah. government. And like, they've they've doubled down on that. Like every single fucking person on the right has fully doubled down on the idea that good things are definitely not possible. Those centrists will tell you they're not. We're telling you they're definitely fucking not because. And but they've taken it to such a fucking point now that yeah that that social contract is starting to break down because there is like a hole where the fucking post-war consensus used to be entirely now there's nothing left of that the edges of that fucking hole have been scraped dry. Hmm. The scenes of organised looting that only a short time ago would have been deemed incredible if not impossible raise important questions. Do they? Mm-hmm. How is it possible that in a democracy, people with ludicrous notions, such as that looting should in effect be decriminalised, have achieved power and influence? 
Have they? Have they? Have they? Yeah, that's a really good question. Like, point to this fucking individual. Show me them right now. You can't. How are they able to retain electoral supremacy? Even when what they do is so obviously against the interests of the vast majority of the population and perhaps, brackets, ultimately, of the minority itself. What? What? Is, is, is he is he saying that Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson and the rest of them are fucking woke soft oh, libs who want like, to decriminalise? Like, is that where this is going? The most deranged of like the fucking Telegraph heads have been saying that the Tory party is like communist for years now it's just like it's one of those it's one of those tapes yeah. that you just see sometimes it's like oh, okay so like you're you're fully on board the like 5g caused covid bad bandwagon and all that shit because there's you know this they were the, the one time the state was motivated to do something uh in the last like 30 years it just happened to be under a tory government it's i like, think it's, I, it's, I think that the i think what this article is doing because it's it could well be that there's no name to it, so I, I don't know for certain. But what I think it's doing is, it's it's making American arguments and just wholesale copy pasting them onto Britain, with no fucking care for anything more than this is the message I want to get across. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right there. Yeah, guy who's only much... ever lived in the US, in the UK, get a lot of US <laughs> vibes. Yeah, it's like what what's probably going on. So let's let's take a step back and let's actually like pop the hood and figure out what's behind this. I strongly suspect that this kind of article is basically being funded by exactly the same people who are funding all the right wing like you know astroturf shit in the US, and it's probably backed by the same experts. And so what's happening is rather than like you know, finding your local equivalent homegrown, like, you know, right-wing fuck job over here and going, right, what are the arguments that would work for the UK? Instead, what we're doing is we're importing a shiny, slick, like, 20 to 30-something, like, fascist from the United States and going, yeah, so I want you to take the good work you've done for our local news stations and, like, import it into the UK. And here's a bunch of, like, walking around money to make it happen. And because they're from the US, they've got no fucking idea, like about anything really to do with local politics and so they're looking at like Rishi Sunak and the rest of them and going oh yeah these guys are communist and it's like you know totally divorced and not very effective but just for sheer like volume they're trying to get it across and it's, it's having a bit of an effect probably yeah, totally only because divorced. of COVID. It's on brand for the telegraph at least <laughs> yeah true but it's like I mean you know it's there is like an element of this which is at core the reason this even partially resonates is because there's a whole bunch of like small C conservative people who have woken up slowly and surely to the idea that they no longer matter, they no longer are respected. Society, neoliberal society, doesn't need them, has moved on without them. All the things they were told about how much they would matter and how they were central to the world has like, you know, proven to be false. And they're casting around looking for someone to blame. And, you know, the the whole like COVID shit and all the rest of it it's kind of broke their, their minds and rather than wake up to reality as it actually is they've, they've basically ran toward a kind of fascist position because at least the fascists are kind of opposing neoliberalism even if they don't call it that it's, um, a, it's a semi-coherent alternative yeah and emphasis very like that's a load-bearing semi essentially yeah um, yeah yeah it's aesthetically coherent as much as you know on the surface you can make 
you can make arguments that at least draw people in in the right way and there you go you've made a fascist like it's a thing that can be done and history tells us that's entirely fucking possible it's because it's yeah, very I, easy it appeals to I, base fucking it appeals to base like feelings and that's it that's does. what it has to do it does and I, I like I said I strongly suspect that this kind of article is a result of like American funded astroturfing I wouldn't be surprised if one of those societies that we went over previously on the pod um, you know, is behind, like, has got the connections to make this happen, essentially. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're having their conferences, they're making the right minds meet, they're saying, hey, I've got this article I'd really like to get placed in your paper. Um, by the way, have you? would you like to come along this summer to our retreat? Um, it's going to be held on a yacht. It's going to be, like, 12 days. <laughs> you know, like, this kind of shit. It's like, yeah. Um, there is a what, small what, island nearby. Yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that Peter Thiel is, like, tied up in this somewhere, essentially. Like, this is what it feels like is behind this kind of shit. Because this is that not... Kind of this, this is not kind of... This isn't entirely homegrown lunacy. Like, we get that. It is full of, like, Americanisms that have just been wholesale imported. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's... I think that's why. That's my, that's my supposition. It continues. Why does the electorate not rise up when it sees the quality of life in its city deteriorate so obviously and dramatically, all is What does the working class not simply eat the other classes as the largest class? <laughs> all as a consequence of a problem that, in theory, is so easily solved. Wait, so it is correct for the people to rise up and, you know, uh, start rioting, but only to protect the M&M store, just so we're having this... No, but, but, but they don't have to, is the point. He's saying that they don't even have to because it's an easily solved issue. But the easy solution isn't why don't we, like, fund some fucking community centres and maybe, like, A swimming you know, pool. Yeah. some sort of social welfare. No, mm -hmm. it's not that. It's why don't we just simply send in the cops? Well, I've, I I was reading online recently as some several comments basically saying you know we could solve this problem permanently if we just like you know looked the other way for twenty four hours and let the police do what had to be done sort of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, the purge. What a great fucking foundational text for a society. Like even the pur even funny thing is even the purge movies did like this political bent where they did this one purge movie where it was revealed that the origin of the purge was literally fascists setting it up um you know in in order to like take out their opponents and justify their rule etc so like yeah you know life imitates art mm, wonderful there is a grave danger in this conjunction of circumstances when people who do not look at everything through the lens of theory brackets who are still the majority see the authorities impotent either voluntarily or involuntarily in the face of the most obvious and blatant wrongdoing they themselves feel first impotent and then angry for the authorities are failing in their most elementary duty and indeed the very duty for which they were originally set up all of that is true all of that is emotionally true it's just not about law and order it's about hey, I'd like my bins collected once a week and, hey, I'd like to be able to get my teeth done on the NHS and, like, you know, basic shit. Yeah. Then comes the authoritarian temptation. If the present system does not work and cannot preserve reasonable order, we need another that might do better, for disorder is the worst of all political afflictions. 
Uh, this is how. I mean, uh, <laughs> this yeah, is the, how. The problem with fascist feed... Germany is it was too disorderly. Yeah. <laughs> this is how a free democracy falls apart and an authoritarian regime takes its place. So, <laughs> this is how democracy dies. Is what the thundering. Yeah. Su- to the thundering <laughs> sound a thousand of a thousand M&M's hitting the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I've just, like the, now I've just got let a thousand M&M's bloom in my head, Alistair. Thank you. <laughs> it's just fucking like Captain Send in the Cops here really fucking wants us to do that so that we can avoid fascism. It would be fascist if we didn't send in the cops, actually. Yeah, the thing you need to understand is those fucking communists will come along and do a fascism unless we deal with it first. Uh, yes. Breaking like, news, there is in fact a cop M&M. What? Okay, right. Park in the car a second, go on, Alistair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's it's it's, an, it's a, a JPEG for you on this uh, audio medium, so uh, this is going to yes, be really, love really this. good. Yeah. yeah, go for it. I'll paste it to the patrons later. Wow, yeah, hello, Officer M&M. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the face of a cop. <laughs> bold smug yeah oh so yeah that that was the article like I, I, do you feel enlightened because i fucking don't i feel like i've got some kind of traumatic brain injury after yeah that, honestly, i've read that like... fucking three times now so how do you think i feel it's, it's we've learned much... a lot about the m&m store that isn't on oxford street <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it is very much a kind of like here's a vibe and if you think about it, it breaks down. Don't think the vibe, essentially. Vibe as politics, which I suppose in some way it always has been, but it's very... It's it's quite interesting to just how much that is not based in any degree of like actual rational thought. It's yeah. all just words to summarise a kind of nebulous feeling of rage and direct it. And uh, yeah, I guess great. Sure, why not? Yeah, people are really upset about things. Here's what I imagine it to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I have telegraph. taken some. The Telegraph is just like fucking archive of our own, but for some of the weirdest people out there. And I'm is, aware it's... of the. I'm aware of the discrepancy in what I've just said. There, and I stand by it. It's like it's like they basically turn around and like they give their audience massive doses of hallucinogens and then act as a guided trip sitter for them. Yeah, through, like, I'm an eating muscaria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The so te- have... the, tele- the actual physical telegraph is just blotter paper filled with that shit. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> would explain a lot actually. Finally, you've cracked British politics. Just getting contact highs from just <laughs> the Saturday supplement, the Saturday opinion supplement. Yeah. Are you are you honestly <laughs> telling me, Rob, that if you picked up a copy of the Telegraph, you wouldn't be left feeling delirious? <laughs> I probably would. I, 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 this is why I don't do that. Exactly. K- kids know. are doing the telegraph in, in you know, warehouse raves these days. We must, <laughs> yeah, it's, we it's, must the, it's the telegraph and Jenkum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do us for this week. Well, actually, David, uh, we're not going to wrap up just quite so quickly yet because I have gathered before you uh, some comment and commentariat from various oh. sources of online. So I thought we should, you know, play a little game before we close the episode. Yeah, Rob's, uh, Rob's gone Rob. under the sofa to find uh, the only the most premium hairy M&Ms for us. <laughs> Is it an M or an M? <laughs> uh, 
All right. There are multiple reasons for the Prime Minister to seek a good working relationship with Mohammed bin Salman and Saudi Arabia, and a public <laughs> handshake is bound to be part of the, of the Saudi leader's price for that. For a start, other European nations are already courting him in a bid to grab a share of the lucrative Saudi defense contracts that Britain has traditionally dominated. That's all right then, you know. That is cool. We, you know, if we're not a merchant in death, someone else will be. Yeah. What you think of the jobs, James? I, I think they're they're very job-like, you know? Jobs a job. I hear that, you know, am, ammunition manufacturers are all heavily unionised. <laughs> so, is it comment or commentariat? Commentariat. <sighs> commentariat, yeah. Comment. Uh, it is commentariat. It is uh, Patrick O'Flynn in The Express, the title of the <laughs> article being uh, Glad-handing this Saudi despot is a dirty job, but it must be done. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we've got we've got to wank off the fucking uh, petro state that's doing a bunch of fucking crimes against humanity. This is this is in a uh, this is a response to some ULES, uh, uh, basically. This is a ULES thing. Um, Non-compliance is the only way to defeat these people. Uh, in brackets, and don't be fooled by the Tory v Labour scam. Two cheeks of the same disgusting backside. If Did everyone, fucking or, James O'Brien, write this shit. Uh, if everyone, <laughs> if everyone, or even just the majority, refuse to pay, the whole system crumbles. They cannot prosecute all of us. They rely on our cooperation and acquiescence. We have strength in numbers, like a water droplet that is nothing in isolation. By joined together with all the other droplets, we, we become a mighty packet. ocean. <laughs> refuse to pay. <laughs> That's comment, and it's yeah. uh, inspired by that speech in The Simpsons. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a comment. It's in the, uh, from the Daily Mail. <laughs> I mean, like, I was uh, thinking comment really loud there. It's I mean, okay. whenever whenever someone says like Labour and the Tories are two cheeks with the same ass, that is literally a turn of phrase that ja originated with James O'Brien because uh, that's what Jeremy Corbyn's Labour and the Tories were, uh, and like you know the brain poisoning that is uh, required to to be James O'Brien, and it mm. just makes me like. I'm not going to say irrationally angry. I think rationally very angry. <laughs> I really like the idea of a don't pay campaign, but for like ULES fines, yeah, that's like, that's, that's, <laughs> it's, it's a good kind of niche. Yeah, like don't don't pay uh, this actually quite good idea uh, to keep London, like from the air in London from killing children again. Yeah. Still, I Also, it's not don't pay the private company. It's don't pay the fucking government. <laughs> <laughs> That'll end well. The monarchy is absurd, of course. It exists on the flimsiest notions of deference to dissent, that because an individual is someone's son or daughter, they have automatic right to great wealth, live in umpteen palaces and castles, and be the numero uno in our relationship with the world. It Wait sort of works. Now. It sort of works, but only if we like them. There we and go. here comes the... No, no, this is the real but. But would you curtsy to Harry or Meghan? Would you rejoice yeah. as they wave triumphantly from the balcony? I think I would rather sing La Marseillaise as I rode down the mole in a tumbrel. I mean, can I, can I just put it to this person? I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't like any of them. It's just like Harry and Meghan are like the least annoying of all of them, I suppose. Because they're the least royal of all of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, 
obviously Harry's had an entire life of like fabulous wealth, but also he has been hounded by the absolute dog shit that is uh, the British media. So like, yeah. Comment. <laughs> Actually, no, I just really like the idea that you know we must keep the monarchy and its you know inherent contradictions of you know the magic vagina and such like, but only if we like them. It's like, no, that's the exact opposite of the point of a monarchy. You get, you have to keep them even if you don't like them, because otherwise it's not a monarchy. It's just fucking Love Island. Ah, uh, <laughs> commentary. I'm going commentary for this one. Uh, commentary, yeah, that's, that, yeah. That seems just the right level of deranged for, like, a Telegraph article or something. David? Commentary, it is commentary. It is uh, Judy Finnegan writing in the Express, and last but <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the mind boggles when it comes to Sadiq Khan. In many ways, he is a faceless phantom, a fascinatingly bland labor apparatchik, <laughs> I mean, incapable of original okay. thought or phrase. Uh -huh, and yet, okay, okay and yet, here we go. Somehow he has managed to build himself into the consummate dictator bureaucrat, oh London's God. own answer to Leonid Brezhnev or Raul Castro. Amazing! Yes! Yeah, like, they had, he had me going in the first half. Sadiq Khan managing to seduce his own assassin. Yes, let's go, sure. Oh, that would, that would, that actually would whip, to be fair. That's a small, <laughs> Castro literally did no, that. No, I'm like, aware, but if Sadiq Khan did it, yeah, it'd just be amazing. Just, uh, oh, man, uh, I love the idea that Sadiq Khan, like the CIA are bumbling around attempting to assassinate Sadiq Khan Sadiq with exploding cigars, but he doesn't smoke. Like, yeah, great. Sadiq Khan seducing the guy in the fucking van that uh, was on his way to, like, attack him and Corbin that time. Is that comment or commentary? I'm going to say comment. I think... I mean, it's it's quite well. I think Guardian comment. I mean, let's let's go with that. It's commentariat. It's Sherelle oh, Jacobs writing in the Telegraph. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. I was off anyway, with my Telegraph guess by one. Yeah. Hate to see uh, it. So that that's your uh, that's your little uh, that's your little bonus, uh, little bonus comment or commentariat. Good stuff. Well, that's that's comment or commentary, and that's the episode as well. Then, um, if you are getting sick of my uh, inability to escape the the labyrinth, which is the Telegraph opinion section, uh, good news. Next week we will not be doing an article read. Uh, next week we'll be covering the uh, creative industry strikes. Uh, you know, writers skilled and uh, SAG after etc. So, look forward to that. And we will also have the bonus episode out uh, within the next week or so. So if you yeah, do and if you if you like non-article reads, that's where I spend way too much time going insane over the government's actual leveling up fund. So you can mm -hmm. hear all about that if you pay us. Yep. it's more interesting yep. than I make it sound. I promise you. It is. <laughs> um, actually, on the so before you get into that, uh, David, uh, on the subject of the SAG-AFTRA strikes, I know that some of our listeners have like cachet and are attached to that world so you have time before next tuesday if you want to get in touch if there's anything that any of the unions would like us to cover as part of our coverage of that dispute um you know our dms are open please get in touch yeah <laughs> and also do our homework thank you <laughs>
Yeah, pay us and do our homework for us. That's a, This is a good situation that you can get at patreon.com. Yeah, this, this is the future the left wants. Which will, <laughs> which will get you access to that episode that Rob's talking about, but also access to the Discord. Come into the Discord, post in the Discord. Um, we are also there, and it is, it is a good place to post. I am still undergoing Twitter withdrawal, uh, so please do join us there. Uh, also, you can get uh, Twitch streams Wednesdays and Thursdays, which is twitch.tv forward slash That's usually kind of even time, 7, 8 o'clock-ish. And you can get merch available at praxiscast.tml.com. And until the next episode, we'll see you then. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.